It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Welcome back to Oz Business Australia's only live streaming business and markets channel. I'm David Kosh. Great to have your company for the next 60 minutes or so. We call this the call each and every day uh, between 12 midday and 1pm Eastern Standard Time where we analyse 10 stocks that you suggest. Uh, we do that via two experts and we do it all in 60 minutes. And uh, it's a great, um, a lot of analysis, some great advice and also a bit of fun as well. And joining us today, the expert team, Mark Morland from Team Invest. Mark, good to see you. Good to see you, Crossy. Thank you. And Gary Glover from uh, Novus Capital, uh, who is Skyping in from uh, home, still in isolation. All right, let's get stuck into it. Of course, uh, before we get into your 10, we always have a stock of the day that uh, is making headlines. And of course, a group that uh, has been part of uh, the call for a while, Super Retail Group is our stock of the day. The group is uh, raising $158 million to replacement at $7.19 a share. Uh, they say the money will be used to finance investments in digital and its supply chain. The group is now looking to raise $45 million to a retail entitlement offer. Online sales are charging ahead up 126% over the last two months. But I suggest from a fairly low base. Um, super group, super retail group owns uh, super cheap auto, where uh, BCNF, um, what's that, boating, <laughs> camping and fishing, it's meant to stand for, uh, and also uh, sports retailer Rebel Sports. So, uh, Mark, a significant retail yep. group. Yes. Um, <clears throat> one of many that have uh, raised money, but yep. one of few that have done it at a higher price. <laughs> That's a right. Lot, a lot is, of them raise money at the oh, absolute bottom. Uh, but yeah, bottom. That's right. That's right. Big dilution. Now, Super Retail has been a um, long-term wealth winner uh, for Team Invest. Um, yeah. I've been a shareholder. I'm not at the moment, but I have been you know, at yeah. various stages. Um, it's a it's a it's a good business. I mean, they've they've had a few issues with uh, companies that they've bought and then written them off. So they've they've done some poor capital management. But right. taking that out, um, they've done they've done quite well. And it's a consistent business, so it's got high stability, growing at about eight percent a year EPS. Um, and the P at the moment is on about eleven. So uh, obviously they're doing a raise at the moment, which is going to give them some uh, extra yeah. uh, capital to make sure they can ride out anything. If, yeah. if we have a second uh, wave, um, we're showing it returning about sixteen percent a year at the moment. Oh. If you bought it at the, or if you take it up at the uh, the uh, rights offer. Right. Even slightly better than that. Yep. So it's 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 pretty good. It's a good business. It's got. Uh, so if you're a shareholder, take up. Oh, the, yeah. Well, it's it's about seventy cents below the uh, current yep. share price anyway. Yeah. I, I, I would. I'd take it. Yep. Up. Take it up. Yeah. But it, it, no, it's a good. It's a good business. Uh, Rebel Sport particularly yep. uh, is a great business, and that lends itself, I think, to do a lot more online. Uh, AX1 obviously uh, is in that space as well, and their yes. online is really booming as well. They're over thirty yep. percent of their total business now. Yep. Which is a lot more than uh, super uh, yep. retail. They've got very large um, databases of uh, members as well. I think they've got about four million now. Right, Gary, what do you think of uh, Super Retail? 
Yeah, look, normally not a, you know, I think pretty solid business has been a great business in the past year. The concern I have here actually is that uh, if you look at the numbers there, so uh, super cheap was up about 4% over the uh, over the last sort of, uh, you know, three or four months here. Kmart was, was up 4%. Mm -hmm. Rebel's only up 2%. Now, they've been open the whole time. So if these, you know, if, if the supposedly, well, if, if you look at what, what the what the trends are in terms of purchases at the moment, so gym equipment, all that sort of stuff there, mate, Rebel should be shooting the lights out here. Mm. Why haven't they, why isn't the result better than that? I'm sort of wondering why the, I know I'm sort of raising a bit of money here, but it's only about, what, uh, 10 to 12% of the, mm. the company. So it's not a massive there, but it just does concern me a little bit that maybe um, they're, you know, the result hasn't been better. Um, right. And that maybe that's the online presence. I don't know. It's, um, but I've just sort of, I just thought maybe the, the result might have been stronger while they're um, in this period there because most of their shop, shops have been open the whole yeah. the whole time here. So. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, um, sort of a tentative yes from Mark and um, uh, a voice. Yep. All right. Uh, our first stop. Uh, from you that you've sent in today. The first of our 10 comes from Chen. Um, and Gary, Chen wants an opinion on Bell Financial Group, or, of course, the, the Bell Potter Securities Group, stockbroking investment financial advisory group um, with a range of customers from individuals through to professionals and corporates. Uh, what do you think of Bell Financial? Yeah, look, Bell's actually been heading in the right direction here recently. So Market cap's only about 350 mil. Uh, the revenue was about 254 mil in the um, in the last full year. Profit around 32 mil as well. So um, both those numbers, revenue and profit, was up quite substantially. So company's been sort of heading in the right direction there. The PE 11, not not to, um, you know, is, is pretty cheap. The yield, obviously, above seven percent, is um, is reasonably compelling in this environment. So from a valuation perspective, looks pretty good here. Definitely, uh, the retail broking spot at the moment is on fire. Obviously, the volumes um, will be up here. So, definitely in a little bit of a sweet spot at the moment. But the only issue I've got here is I, 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 I believe there's some headwinds sort of ahead here for equity. So, I think it's um, going to be a little tougher maybe looking forward here. So, stocks had a bit of a nice bounce here. But as I look, I like the company heading in the right direction there. Just see some headwinds for the sector here ahead. Like, so, like what? Oh, what sort of as in a, as in a bear market recession right. tightening right. up. Uh, so that's not going to be conducive to the flurry of trading activity which has taken here recently. And obviously the maybe the growth in equities. And you've, you've had, remember, up until February, we've had like an 11-year bull market um, in equities. So sweet spot for raisings, things like that. So not, not a lot of companies getting to market at the moment, raising equity. So that'll impact um, the corporate side of Bells. So um, yeah, so tighter market conditions will just okay. probably be a little bit of a headwind there, but company's in pretty good shape. So that's that's the plus there. Just, okay. yeah. All right, Mark. Uh, no, we like it. It uh, passes all of uh, Team Invest uh, filters. It's um, got no debt. Return on equity is about 15, which is pretty good. A lot of their earnings are through corporate activity, so it's capital raisings and listings, yes. as Gary said. 
Uh, they should have been getting a fair bit with all this going on at the moment, but I don't know. I haven't got any visibility on their recent, their recent numbers. One of the good things about them is their uh, stability. They've got 82% earnings stability over the last six years at 28% growth. So mm -hmm. the earnings have been growing very solidly, but also consistently. Sales are only growing at about 5% uh, with 97% stability. So in other words, what right. they're doing is they're making more money on each dollar of uh, turnover, yep. which is good, you yep. know, like that. Yeah. Uh, as I said, they've got no debt. Uh, payout ratio is 78, so they're paying good dividend, you know, 7%, which is good in this mm -hmm. environment. Uh, Gary's right, there are risks, but if I look at it on a margin of safety, so that's only giving them 9% growth going forward, and they've been growing at 28, uh, you get 14% return, uh, total return over the next five years on, on, on our models. Right. So it's actually quite good. And right. this is one of the last ones standing out of the sector, because when we had the, the, the mass digitization of brokers and so on. You know, they, they're one of the ones that has left. That's right. And you, know, you can say, well, you know, the, the others yeah. have all gone, so there's a lot less competition. Yeah, um, the in-trades of the world and things Yeah, that's like right, that. and they're yeah. the, the big players, and these, yeah. they're a niche player, but yeah. they obviously run the business well. We put a lot of value on stability and yeah. consistency. Right. Because the consistency works through whatever's happening, and Gary's right, we've had a you know, strong bull market, and that could, that could uh, change, but I would argue there's a fair margin, a large margin of safety built into that. Okay. So I'd All say right. it's a yes. So a yes from, yeah. and a no from Gary. Our uh, second stock, uh, Mark, which has been suggested by David. Thank you for that. Uh, Class Limited. I don't yeah. think we've covered this on, um, on the call so far. Uh, uh, Self-managed superannuation software business to, yeah. uh, to administer your self-managed super fund and your investment portfolio. That's right. So uh, we have had a look at this. Uh, it's only got four years uh, listed history, which is our right. absolute minimum. minimum. So we're yeah. always harsh yeah. on companies that haven't had a big history. Um, they, I met the CEO, uh, the new one, um, and had a, had a good chat with him. What they, the business actually uh, has very strong moats, the traditional business. So this is a business that was a private company. They came up with a disruptive technology, you know, a, a cloud-based system for managing super and so on for accountants yep. and so on primarily. And mm -hmm. then what happened was their major competitor, they chomped into that. The major competitor then eventually got their act together and now they're not chomping into them like they used to. Right. And then they listed it. And really, it was an, I think it was an exit strategy for the founders to be able to cash their chips in. Yep. And they've sort of gone away and cashed in out largely. And then they bought a new CEO and then the new CEO is saying, well, we don't have strong growth in the core business. So it's very stable. It's a yep. good, good business, but uh, we need growth because we're a listed company now. So they've gone into trusts. So they're trying to ah. uh, automate trust management and so on, which is a big task, much more complicated than rules-based uh, self-managed super funds. Yep. Now, if they achieve that, that gives them a whole new potential profit stream going forward. Our view is we'll believe it when we see it. Right. And, in the, and the new CEO has been quite aggressive in adding new people. So there's been virtually a total changeover of management which is, you know, this is only four years old. Yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. a company. Okay. And yeah. they say they're going in a new strategic direction. Right. Uh, that's all pretty scary. So our view is uh, watch it and wait and see. Okay. But nothing right. overtly wrong with the business. Right. And the new CEOs, um, it's his, uh, Andrew Russell. Uh, it's the first time he's been CEO of a listed company. It's quite a young guy. He, went to, he actually went to uni with my daughter, I found out. When oh. I oh, so that's how, old, that's how young he is. How'd he do? All right. <laughs> I don't know. I assume he did well. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but he wants to make a mark. Uh, but I, 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 for me, I think he's being too aggressive. Right, okay. All right, Gary, what do you think of class? Yeah, like I know there's a, there's a few uh, few funds out there, a few groups that actually do like this stock here. So um, definitely got some potential there. It's um, Look, the revenue growth was up 8% on the year. So it is heading in the right direction. Obviously, that cloud-based accounting sort of super is a uh, you know, strong growth area. 
just um, look probably for me the multiple sort of around twenty times here is sort of reasonably um, high. Yeah, just reasonably high. Look, I just probably want to see a bit more growth here so far. So there's yeah. been growth there, but not in the not sort of double digits. So P around twenty, I'd probably like to see closer. You know, just maybe above double digit growth. So. But as Mark said, there's definitely some um, products in the wind here which could could get them over the line here, sort of see some changes. I know a few smart investors are sort of um, uh, are sort of seeing that you know upside here. But yeah, I think I'm probably with Mark here. Probably want to see a bit more evidence there. But do, it, it, look at it, good sector, reasonable results so far, reasonable sort of um, growth here. So, but probably not shooting the lights out so far. Yeah. And I suppose if they're going in a different direction, it's well, it's more, a related product. You're basically term. saying we're going to do what we've done for Super for trust, but trusts trust. are incredibly yeah. complex. Yeah, yeah. And I just and don't. Very I, I just got my doubts. And I asked yeah. my accountant, went, eh, no way. That was what. It, so I, I surveyed one. Right. Yeah. yeah okay. So, so yeah. yeah, I'm not knocking the company. Yeah. Uh, and it's not being offered at a bargain price. That's the point Gary's yeah. made. Yeah. It's a P of twenty. I mean, if it was a P of ten. Yep. You might say, okay, well, you know, we'll, we, yeah, we'll give it a, we'll put something. Yep. Okay. All right. So I know for Class Limited there, our third stock uh, being suggested by Andrew. Now, how do you pronounce this, Gary? Deckmill? Deckmill. Deckmill. Deckmill, uh, which is a, a project management software business, uh, basically in construction and engineering, been going a fair while. Yeah, it's, uh, it's had an interesting past here the last 12 months, so... Uh... Yeah, their bit, New Zealand pool. business or something has gone into liquidation. Yeah, went, There's a dispute there. And... Yeah, it went into voluntary um, suspension there. Um, it's raised close to 50 mil, and at the moment, market cap is 45 mil. So right. uh, <laughs> so they're still yeah. still waiting on the, on the last 20 of that raise to come through. Um, look, I see the major shareholder has increased their stake, so that's sort of thorny. Um, <laughs> So that's probably the only plus I saw there. The, the, I guess the only overriding factor I thought. So Thor, Thor, Thorny's their big shareholder, yeah. is yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's yeah, that's the that's the Pratt family, is it? And waitlist, wait, wait, oh, yeah. waitlist, yeah, wait, wastelets. Yep. Yeah. Yes, I think they've gone from sort of seventeen up to nineteen percent. So they have ah. been buying more as it's gone down. But yeah, right. I guess like the, the reality here is that it's currently it's a cash box. With a yeah. proven record of destroying shareholder capital, so it's the share. I mean, the share price has been one-way traffic here; it's all the way down. So the, the, there hasn't been a um, a new um, new CEO. I mean, sorry, there is a new CEO, but it's an internal. So right. you know, yeah, I, I couldn't go near it myself. I know there's it looking on paper; it looks pretty cheap here, but five cents. But, yeah. but 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 the record here of uh, well, in terms of basically what what's I mean. Let's so say you've, you've, you've raised 30 million here and it's market cap's 45. So, yeah. um, but it's, yeah, I just like the, the track record is abysmal. So that is not, yeah. it's not great here. Yeah. yeah. It's not, not for me. I, I wouldn't put my cash in it. Yep. Mark? No, not what I, in fact, uh, I haven't actually looked at Deckmill. We used to like it. Yeah. Uh, when I say we used to in Team Invest, I went back and the last review we did was in 2015, which was a recommended sell. Right. And the share and the share price the share price at the time was uh, over uh, was 89 89 cents was a high. I can't remember exactly right. what it was. It was something like 80 cents. Right. And yeah. the reason was we didn't like the way the prospects going forward because that was really I mean the whole mining services and engineering yep. areas being in a you know pretty pretty heavy downturn. Decline. But yeah. they haven't been able to turn it around. 
yeah. where others have. Yeah. So it's been downhill all the way since then, and it's basically five cents now. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's I, I, I would, no, I wouldn't touch it. Right. No way. I have no okay. way of predicting. It's actually their compound uh, growth rate's been negative forty-five percent a year over the last six years. Right. That's okay. a shock. It's a shocker. All right. So, from what Gary was saying, though, big raise, a lot of money, basically the capitalization of the business. You've got Thorny in there, which is the the Pratt family's yeah. fam investment arm. Yeah. Uh, Wastelets, who is yeah. a which a, allegedly a, a smart great, money, a great Melbourne-based. Yep. Innovator, investor, the they were, they were shareholders you? before. Right. So what you've got is, a, is maybe a situation where you're going, they may have a, it might owe them 50 cents a share. Right. Um, Robert has suggested our fourth stock of the day, which is uh, TPG, the big telecommunications IT company. Uh, basically, the would it be a, the second biggest of the internet service providers in Australia and, and a big mobile virtual network operator. Um, Gary TPG has a all, always around the place, isn't it? As an alternative to the Telstra's Optus and Vodafone's. Yeah, and I mean, like a lot of people uh, like David Teo, the CEO there, um, yeah. obviously had a pretty successful uh, track record. I, I really do like the stock here. I just don't like it at the current price. So it's had a oh. bit of a, um, a run, a bit of a <laughs> pop here. So yeah, look at that. Um, so, I mean, I think the highest broker target there is around 914, which is Morgan's there. But I think everyone else is sort of sitting in the probably um, in the eights and mid eights. So not many not many brokers have got a, a higher value here than the current share price. So right. that, that's a that's a little concern there. Um, there's talk of them sort of using uh, Vodafone's wireless technology to sort of reduce their fixed line costs. So that's one of the reasons why it's jumped up here. Obviously, the um, offering a special div here to get uh, you know, approval over the line too, that's a little sweetener there. So it's had a couple of little positive news here to sort of get it, get the share price up here. But I would probably, uh, you know, I would like to buy the stock here. Just I'd like to buy it a little bit cheaper than, than the current share price. So I'd probably be wait for a little bit of a pullback right. um, and come, come in at better levels, but really do like uh, this company. So are you sort of below $8 or something like that? Yeah, becomes... probably. Yeah, something closer to seven fifty, something like seven seventy right. be would be nicer. Yeah, okay. but um, yeah, but I'd, yeah, just got to be patient in this market here. I do think we're, you know, we've already seen a heightened volatility here already, and um, stocks have you know already bounced pretty sharply here. I, I do expect this to be quite a sort of sideways orientated market for the next year or two. So I think you'll get plenty right. of chances okay. to buy the stocks you like at the price you want. So. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, TBG is an excellent uh, company. It's another team invest yeah. <laughs> wealth winner. It's another yeah. one. We're doing well today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Usually I'm lucky to get one. <clears throat> yeah. um, and uh, David Teo has been a brilliant entrepreneur, and uh, yeah. without a doubt. Uh, and then they got stuffed up by the government, basically. And if you looked at that share price graph, you know, where it dropped yeah. down in 2016, that was when the uh, first thing that happened was they blocked the Huawei uh, 5G. Uh, hardware, which is what uh, TPG, yeah. their whole business case was basically to uh, get in fast uh, ahead of uh, Optus and Telstra and set 5G up and have a very low cost 5G uh, streaming for uh, wireless um, uh, broadband. Yep. That was the yeah. whole model. Yeah. And it, re it was a terrific model. And I had a large stake in it. So I really, really went in heavily in TPG. And then that got blocked. You know, that's political. So right. Huawei was out, which sort of blew their whole 
technology advantage they had and made it worse because now they had to try and deal with Ericsson and yeah. others who are Telstra's yeah. suppliers. You know, so you're coming from behind the eight ball. Then they announced the, uh, the uh, Vodafone merger, which uh, once we got our head around it, we decided we liked it. Yeah. And uh, we know um, the CEO quite well. Um, and we believe it's TPG taking over Vodafone, even though it's classed mm. as a merger of equals. Yep. Yep. Anyway, um, and then mm. that got blocked by the um, ACCC. You know, under yeah. um, uh, you know, under Andy Kapitan, that's taken two plus two years. I mean, they live in Naughty Land. Yeah. These bureaucrats. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And basically, the argument was it was going to reduce <clears throat> competition. So what mm. it would have done is had a third strong competitor rather than two major uh, two two major players with Telstra and Optus and, and then a big two gap. two little two little ones. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. That's yeah. now approved. Right. Um, so that's now happening. The problem I have is we don't know what the business model is going forward now, apart from the obvious synergies between the businesses. All right, uh, our fifth stock, which has been suggested by Tim, um, is Reese, uh, the country's basically the country's biggest plumber, I suppose, and bathroom supplier, <laughs> and uh, long-standing company focused on plumbing, bathroom fittings. Got some great brands, Mark, associated with it as yep. well, don't they? Yes. Now, this is a quality business, uh, family run. So uh, the Wilson family, you know, they're right through the business, Wilson, Wilson and Wilson. And yeah. I think there's three generations of Wilsons in there. Um, it's never been cheap. Uh, I'd say they're the Australian market leader in plumbing supply, uh, particularly to plumbers. Yeah. So they'll deliver, yeah, they'll deliver a, trade, a, yeah, tradies and stuff. Yeah. They then, a couple of years ago, moved into um, uh, uh, the designer side of things. So they started doing showrooms for... Uh, all the more luxury type fittings, and that's yep. grown. That's grown their earnings, so that's been a, been a good move. Um, there was some consolidation in the family after death, and there's more shares on issue now, so right. there's uh, which is a good thing. Uh, so fantastic business, uh, very very consistent, 10% EPS growth with 90% stability, and that's 10 years. So 10 years virtually stable growth, which is what you want. Yeah. If I know that's what the right growth's going to be, I can then work out what my return's going to be based on what I pay for it. Yep. Um, so it's come down. Um, that's uh, a, that's the five year. Yeah, that's the five year. Uh, so the share price. Yeah, share price. Okay. And uh, what they did is they did a significant capital raising in two seventeen. Right. And bought a big US concern. Now the US right. company Morsco, they bought is similar to them. It's in the southern central states of the US. Right. Uh, but I think I think it might even be bigger than they are. Right. So it was a big. Uh, uh, yeah, I would argue a big risk. So they. Yep. The family put in, I think, three hundred million of their own money as well. So they got their um, their skin in the game and their yeah. money where their mouth is. Yeah. From our point of view, we want to see how the US uh, rolls out. And they've now bought another one in the US, a smaller one. They bought one in the New yeah. Zealand as well. So right. they've really changed from being solid and steady as she goes into in acquiring like businesses. Yeah. They're not buying TV stations; they're buying yeah. no, 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 but a multinational That's one right. as well. That's right. So it brings in a whole heap of challenges, and we know from experience that most most Australian companies, when they do major international acquisitions, they usually end in tears. Right. Now, I'm hoping this will be one that doesn't, yeah. and it probably won't, but the US margins are a lot lower, so it's bringing down their, uh, it's bringing down their return on um, equity as well, and their profit margins come down from eight to four. Right. Um, that's because of the US, it's obviously more competitive over there. Yep. Now, whether they can use their expertise to help them improve their margins, I'm sure that's what they'd mm. be planning on doing. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Remains to be seen. Quality company, I'm a wait and see. Okay, all right. Uh, Gary, what do you reckon of Bruce? Yeah, I just say that that chart you had there before was was interesting because it sort of showed it pretty high and coming off quite substantially. Yeah. There, there was a five for one split in there, so yeah. the the movement actually down isn't anywhere near as pronounced yeah. as that. So sure. if you uh, 
take that adjustment. So it just it might look a little scary to some viewers out there, but <laughs> the reality is it's probably only gone from sort of 12 or 13 down to nine. So yeah. the, the, the moves are quite good. Look, Mark's right here that this stock here obviously been a great performer there. It's it's never cheap. So that's the, uh, you never really get a chance to buy it on a on a good multiple here. So we're currently on P of 20 and that's, that's probably, uh, yeah, that's getting pretty close to as low as it gets there. So you might get it in the, the high teens, but that's probably probably where it sits here. So it'll be interesting here, actually. I, I, I do like the stock here. The price section's interesting to me. I just sort of, I looked at the price section here and I just thought maybe, um, you know, closer to 8, 825 there might be a better entry here, just looking at the movement in the stock so far. Um, but no doubt in my mind here that it's, um, you know, been a great business. The recent raising was pretty mild, what, what around 11, 12% of the company, something like that. So, not too um, high in that regard. Interesting that a lot of the, um, you know, I actually talked to my brother actually on the weekend, is in the building space there. That with all these um, government grants in that building space, there's already the activity's already picked up in the last week or two in that space already. So, quite interesting that uh, these grants here are sort of could could have a positive sort of stimulus for the sector as well. So, I, you know, up to that point, I'd be a little bit more nervous about the sector, but that's probably going to level it off here. So, um, so that's probably positive for the sector as well. So probably probably one, if, if we see any pullback here, maybe a little right. bit deeper, this is probably one to, to really have a look at pretty seriously. So, um, yeah, I do like it. Yeah. Okay, but around that $8 mark? Yeah, look, look, maybe eight fifty might be as good as it gets. Really, you just don't get a right. chance to buy these things on the on the yep. two multiples. But uh, why yeah. is it so, so tightly held? Is it yep. by the family? Yep. yep. No, and then they've so got besides the family, then they've got a lot of core shareholders that are really sticky. Right. Yeah. Okay. So there's not the free float. I'm not sure what the free float is, but it's not that much. Right. Uh, a lot of our members are shareholders. Right. Uh, okay. I'm not. It's always been too expensive. But having said that, you know the lows each year, like in the last. 12 months, the low is 770 and the high is 1191. That's currently 918 or something. Right. Yeah. I agree with Gary. In fact, I've got in my model here, I'd pay 815 for it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, right. And then I'd buy it. I'd be, happy, I'd be a happy buyer. Right. But right. bear in mind, there is significant risk with the US business. Sure. Okay. All right. So uh, that's our first of uh, five of our 10 stocks on the call today. Let's just do a bit of a recap here. Super Retail Group. Uh, uh, a yes from uh, Mark, sort of wait and see from uh, from Gary. Bell Financial, a yes from Mark, a no from Gary. Class, no. Deck Mill, uh, no, unless you want a massive, massive punt. It'd probably be like your TAB money at the, at the horses. Yeah. Um, TPG, great company. Um, Mark wants to know more about the future with the, um, uh, with the merger with Vodafone. Um, Gary saying, look, if you can get a, a, a Gree's a great company with a good, great chief executive, if it, you can get it on a pullback to 750, then of interest. Um, likewise with, with Reese as well, terrific company. Mark wants to wait and see how the US pans out and some of the acquisitions. Uh, Gary saying, great company as well. If you can get it around that 850 mark, it would be worth looking at. So that's our, our first five stocks. Uh, our sixth stock has been uh, recommended by Andrew or suggested by Andrew and Mark Rural Funds Group, um, uh, real estate investment trust in that uh, the agricultural business. Basically, it owns all these farms and leases them out. I think yeah. uh, Costco is one of their tenants for their berry farms and things like that. So. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I was reading about it. I'd never heard of it. Right. <laughs> uh, not because that's because we never look at REITs. REITs but anyway, right. the, the, yeah. when I read it, it said that they wanted to have generate a stable income stream derived from leasing its assets to suitable counterparties. Yep. Okay. Well, that all sounds good. But if you, now, if you look at it, what they've done is they they changed the payout ratio, which a lot of REITs do, to keep it consistent. So that answers the income stream. Right. So, for instance, the payout ratio uh, last year was two hundred and twelve percent. Now, this is common because what they do is they take on debt as well and then right. uh, you know they I, I, I can't deal with their business models but if I look at the earnings which eventually dictates or sales and earnings dictate what they can ultimately pay out doesn't sure. it? at yeah. some point in time yeah uh, minus 26 percent a year over the last six years so basically since they've listed it's been all, all downhill <laughs> on earnings yeah you know, not share price earnings yeah, yeah so yeah. that's that's a I'd say that's a bit of a worry because some of them when they revalue assets mm. That goes into revenue, that's doesn't right. it? That's in right. some of these REITs, which is most well, people think, oh, revenue must be selling the product or getting an income stream. No, no it's an asset revaluation, right. which, which is which is dangerous. Goes against all this thinking. It's not cash, yeah, and you can't pay it out. So what yeah. they then do is they borrow more money against the revised asset prices uh, to maintain right. the dividend. Okay, you know, I, it doesn't work for us. It's not because I just oh. don't get that. But the sales are minus two percent a year. So total revenue is also uh, on a slide, and that's that's. Yeah. That's fairly fairly flat. I'll call that flat. Right. Okay. So um, no, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't touch it personally. Okay. Yeah. No interest. Uh, Gary, any interest in rural funds? Uh, not for me personally. No. Sort of probably with Mark. There. I mean, um, if we go back to what August two thousand and nineteen. It's actually accounting got called into question by a um, like a short seller hedge fund, and the stock sort of fell about 45 percent um, at the time. So. Since then, the price has recovered pretty quickly, um, probably 80% of that fall, but it's gone sideways, pretty much the stock really, so for the mm. last um, nine months here. So it hasn't really moved here. So, yeah, I just can't sort of see. I know ag space has got some attraction here, but, ah. you know, yeah, it's, you know, when you revalue assets there, it's, um, yeah, that, I mean, we've seen quite a few companies get into some trouble in this sort of uh sort of model. So, um, yeah, I'll prefer to stay away from it, actually. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's, um, there you go. Uh, who suggests that, Andrew? I think that message is pretty loud and clear from, from both Mark and Gary. Uh, our seventh stock is um, suggested by DeLacy. And uh, Gary, Gary, Tyro Payments, sort of uh, uh, classed as a, a fintech, but specialises in in merchant payment systems, isn't it? FPOS, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's actually one that I hadn't really um, looked into actually until um, until yeah, just just recently here. And uh, so I was surprised to see that they're the the fifth largest merchant behind the four big banks. So hmm. um, yeah, that was that was pretty interesting there. So I think the revenue 117 mil was the first half 2020. Market cap's pretty substantial, 1.6 bill. So um, pricing in a lot of growth here, um, so but definitely um, interesting. Obviously, the yeah, as you say, point of sale, the, the old tap and pay. Um, the only thing that worried me here was that uh, they're basically primary sourcing small and medium-sized enterprises, and in the health, which is good, hospitality not so good, and retail ugh, somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Um, so I do like Paul Rickards on the board, which is a uh, ex um, Comsec boss, and um, some of the 
some of the, the the shareholder list is actually some pretty smart people on there actually as well. So that that's a plus. But I'm, I'm just sort of curious what their entry price is, I guess. Um, but like this payment space here is pretty hot sector. It's had a pretty good run here. I just noticed the stocks kind of after this, uh, yeah, pre-COVID, it went to what four forty, four fifty, fell all the way down to a dollar. So why did it fall to a dollar? And then it's now it bounced back from a dollar back to four twenty again. So from a pricing point of view, I'd probably be holding back. I wouldn't be jumping in here, but mm. might might be one to have a look at um, on a pullback here and and have a look at um, see how this whether this growth can continue or not. Um, okay. For me, I just put a put it down to do more homework on it. But I definitely mm. wouldn't be um, entering here after this move from one one dollar to four dollars and uh, yeah. yeah, in what ten weeks or something. So it's a pretty substantial wow. recovery here. And the, look, the, the sector's on fire. <clears throat> yeah, so yeah. Afterpay, Zip. Push yeah. and pay. I mean, sizzle. You know, email. That they're all have had a fantastic run here. So um, probably just sit back and watch for the time being. Yeah, right. Uh, I actually know this business quite well. Uh, where it was a private company, it's only been listed for a uh-huh. year, so right. we can't deal with it. You yeah. know, from a team invest point of view. But I was offered to invest in it early. You know, back when it was about twenty million dollars, right. and I didn't do it because I, I know a lot about the card. I've got a card business. Ah, right. uh, which I've had for 25 years, right. uh, processing business. We do right. bank uh, credit cards for banks. Right. Anyway, um, going into uh, payments at point of sale was about, for me, I would say is the hardest area to try and get into banking. Why? Because the banks dictate, the banks used to own all of it, right? Yep. So let's say you're uh, Sydney Airport, yep. which Tyro won fairly early. They yep. have a cloud-based system and it can do multi-currencies. Yeah, it's clever. Yep. It's, it's a disruptive technology. So they then go in and say, uh, well, how much is the bank charging? Well, they're charging us 0.7, we'll do it for 0.5. Right. The bank can go 0.4, 0.3, they can charge, pay whatever they like. Yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah. the risk is... Because for them, it's a marginal it, costing. And it's right. marginal, and the banks never saw that they made much money out of payments, in, out of uh, point of sale payments right. anyway. It was a service to clients yep. to keep the banking relationship. Right. Anyway, against the odds, and I wouldn't have invested in it, yep. they have built a substantial business. And I want to say against the odds, this has been blood, sweat and tears for over a decade yep. you know, to, to get it to where it is. But I'll give them absolute 10 out of 10 for getting to where they are now. And I think that history of performance. Right. Um, and the, the CEO is the ex uh, What If uh, CEO. I'm trying uh-huh. to think what his name is. Um, the new CEO yep. there. Uh, yep. uh, I've got a blank. Anyway, um, he's a, more, a marketer, you know, really, right. I would say. Right. Yeah. So, so I think I'm going to watch it with great interest. Right. So, so good management. Uh, done Kicked the hard a few yards. goals. Yeah. And I agree. Let's, let's watch it yeah. and see what happens. Okay. All right. One of, and that, that's an important lesson for investors as well, isn't it? Is you don't, everyone feels pressured into making a decision straight away on everything, whether to buy, sell or whatever. You can just put on a watch list and say, oh, let, let's see how this thing goes. Yeah. I've got members who won't invest in a new company until they've known it for two years. Gary, it's a, it is a real lesson, isn't it, for people? Yeah, no, definitely. It's funny you say that. I've I've done exactly what you just said there. I've I've actually added this stock to my watch list. It's in my sort of new sort of growth sort of stocks. I don't like where it is technically because it's obviously had a massive move, but yeah. it's definitely one that I'll be watching here. And uh, yeah. hopefully in the future, if it pulls back here and then starts to set up, do the right signs technically, it might be one that I might buy maybe in you know, yeah. three to six months from now and hopefully at a better price. So, so yeah, how definitely. many would you have on your watch list? And and what do you do while they're there? Do you specifically focus on every new bit of information? What have you got? Ten stocks on there, and you just keep learning more and more about them. 
Yeah, so I actually scan the top 300 every weekend. Um, I also scan uh, a gross growth stock list, so basically meet certain criteria. So I've got about 128 stocks in that list. And then I also scan some new stocks, stocks that haven't been around long enough to get too much performance. So there's only about 12 or 15 stocks on that, just sort of stocks that could be something potentially. So Tyro's kind of been added to the new list for me yeah. as something which might, might be a stock which, um, you know, could be the next afterpay, who knows. Yeah. All right. Um... Thank you, DeLacy, for that. That was uh, a great suggestion, Tyro Payments. Uh, eight stock comes from Leah, Advanced Nanotech. Mark. Oh, thanks, Koshi. Um, Advanced Nanotech is a very interesting business. I, um, I was, we were asked about it about a month ago on yeah. the show. It's sort of a metal oxide. What they do is they, they, they produce uh, nano-sized particles of zinc oxide right. is their primary business, and yeah. they supply that to... The, uh, for sun standing creams, but also for makeup, uh, yeah. which has uh, yeah. your high yep. uh, UV factors. Yep. You know, like Estee Lauder is a big client of theirs and so on. Uh, it's a very interesting business. Um, yep. It actually has been um, uh, the management change, which I'll come back to management about uh, five years ago. But what they've done is they, they're probably, they're one of, definitely one of the world's leading uh, manufacturers or of this nano-sized particles, zinc, right. which is actually very difficult to do. Right. So they, they won't let anybody see how they do it. And their competitors all seem to have a lot higher costs than they do. So they've got a significant cost advantage and they, they, they treat the process like Coca-Cola does. So, right. you know, we keep, it's, it's a secret. Right. Okay. And right. the, the big thing they've got going for them is the market's uh, booming. And the reason it's booming is uh, uh, titanium oxide and other chemical type components that were put into suntan creams have shown to be pollutants for the sea in Hawaii's banned them. Oh. They also cause liver and... Um, uh, damage to kidneys and so on because you actually absorb it. Right. So there's a whole right. heap of uh, medical stuff done on independently, not through them, yep. Yep. which is basically effectively banning all these products globally. Right. So zinc is uh, the the the, uh, the the go-to product, and there's a short supply shortage. Right. So they've been growing. So and, it's the old-fashioned zinc cream. Yeah, except except they make back. it they make it trans <laughs> they can make it. Uh, uh, transparent. Uh, right. Yes, yeah, so it's not the old red so ones. Yeah, yeah, the red and yellow you could never get off. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, you know much more sophisticated. Yeah, and you know they they've been growing extremely well. So it's interesting. I had a look at it on um, Conscious Investor this morning, right. and it's at the top of our re return of any company uh, that we have at the moment uh, because it's it's growth so high right. versus the price. Right, but. You know, it's it's a it's a business that's only been profitable for the last three years. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's it, it's uh, you, the the it's found it's run by um, a uh, entrepreneurial CEO, uh, yep. Lev um, uh, Lev uh, Mizikovsky. Yeah. Um, now he's he uh, started uh, Tam uh, Tamwood, which is a builder as well, ah. and then set this up with Jeff Acton, who's the uh, CEO, and they bought into it. It was basically a University of WA business was run by professors and um, okay. uh, chemists yep. who had no commercial nouns right. at all. Yep. So it was losing money. He lost money since it started. He put money into it and eventually bought control. Right. And then what they've done is they've commercialized it. Right. So yeah, they've really uh, applied good business practices to it. And obviously, and they build up distribution and, okay. whole, and the wholesalers and so on. All right. So the business is um, in a strong place, but growing currently at about 200% a year. So that's all good. Yep, yes, we yep. like all that. Uh, when I was here last time, I was a bit harsh on management. I said that yep. the, uh, there was a lot of re uh, related party transactions. I've since done some more homework and spoken to management and so on. And they set up a, uh, a management company to provide services to the listed vehicles. Right. They've got three listed companies they're involved yep. in yep. to save money. 
So I think it's very much a buy as long as you're happy to accept that it's not Wild West. It's just it's a entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial, and he's gonna he's gonna ruffle feathers sometimes. Okay, Uh, Gary. It's it's. I mean, it's actually actually nice actually for Mark to sort of clarify some of those issues because uh, if you read through the last three to six months, there's plenty of them on the uh, in the market headlines. So, we've got disputes with Collection House. Uh, we've got basically suspension from a quotation. We've got COVID type announcements there as well. So, it just sounds a little spivvy at times. Some of the stuff that's going on, but um, yeah, look, not every not every sort of CEO's. Uh, uh, going to be a detailed sort of guy or a girl, uh, so um, so I guess makes me feel a little bit better what Mark is saying there. I want to watch it a bit longer here because I know it's sort of had a it's had a good really run here. The numbers look pretty good. The segment looks pretty interesting, um, but prices had a pretty rocky sort of couple of years here, up and down um, on on the down move at the moment. There, I just like to see things just settle down a little bit, um, just see some more positive news and. Um, get back to uh, making money rather than making the headlines. Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah. Our ninth uh, stop from uh, from Peter uh, suggested Nearmap, um, an Australian basically tech business. Gary, is that um, with aerial imagery technology that um, sort of lots of councils use and mining companies has high resolution aerial imagery of 88% of Australia's population, 68% of the US population, and 72% of New Zealand. Uh, it's really interesting technology. It's sort of, what do you call it, a, a, almost a, um, a Google Maps of, um, of satellite yeah, aerial, imagery. Yeah, I think it's uh, aerial photo imaging. I think it's something might yeah. be services or something is what they refer it to us. But um, it has been, look, there's sort of, um, Look, I, I do like Nearmap, but I've, I've always been concerned about Nearmap because I know there's a few other companies there. Um, like one was called Spookfish, and there's there's a couple others as well that that have already got potentially um, tech which is already superseded Nearmap. So, mm. um, so you only get a window of sort of a certain amount of time to to make your money and sort of move on. So, it's obviously it's in this technology space there. So someone potentially can come up with something bigger and faster and greater. So that's that's always been a little bit of a risk for me for the stock, but um, market cap is what, 933 mil, revenue 120 mil. So um, most of broker values are sitting quite a bit high here, 240 to 260. So that tell you there's an upside potential there. Had pretty strong growth in 2019, I think up around about 36%. Um, so yeah, it's, look, it's been, been pretty pretty solid business. There was a little bit of churn in the last result, so um, just means that I think there's sort of contract based, so you like to, you know, your um, subscribers to be quite sticky. So there was a little bit of a fallout uh, at the end of 2019, but I believe the, the recent update has sort of uh, gone back to more mm. normalised, um, which is yeah. which is a positive. So it's probably a bit of a soft buy for me, but I'm just wary yeah. of the sector to me, and I okay. just technically. Technically, I don't like the chart as well, sort of telling me to be a bit cautious here. So, okay. Mark, um, so, what do you yeah. reckon, Mark? Uh, well, just looking at the um, numbers, it, the, the sales growth's been 26% a year uh, over the last six years. Very high stability. So straight line growth in sales, which yeah. is great. Yeah. So they're obviously gaining market share or new clients or whatever, but their earnings have been going the other way. 
So by the last six years, the it's been in, in decline, getting bigger each year. So right. their last uh, year, they lost three cents a share, was 2.8, 1.4 minus, yeah, so they've been going down. Right. So I don't, you know, I, I don't see why, I mean, if their technology was good and they've increased the sales, their, their losses are increasing at yeah. the rate. Yeah. So where do you make money? Yeah. And, and as Gary said, you only have a window of opportunity, you know, from a technology point of view, other things will come along. Now, yeah. maybe what they're doing is investing all the money uh, they're making in updating the product or doing new things perhaps. But at some point in time, they've got to actually make a dollar. Yep. And they're not doing yep. it. Okay. So I couldn't touch it because right. there's no profits. Now, Mark, would you touch Berkshire Hathaway? <laughs> uh, Sophia suggested this, of course. This is the famous Warren Buffett investment company. Uh, what's the share price at the moment? Something uh, About $300 uh, right. uh, for the B shares and yep. about 300000 for the, for the uh, A shares. Yeah. You know, there's a funny story on that. The reason <coughs> the, the, the uh, uh, New York Stock Exchange gave him a really hard time years ago when the share price went over 99000 right. because uh. they couldn't, they didn't have enough decimals in their system. So they had to change the system. He refused to okay. do a share split because yeah. he wanted everybody to know exactly how much they, you know, what their returns were based on what they bought it for. Yeah. So yeah. if you bought it at $10, $20, whatever, yeah, you knew yeah. exactly what it was yeah. without having to get a calculator yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm a shareholder. He's I'm a regarded as the world's best investor. Oh, yeah, you're, yeah, you're a shareholder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of people invest so they can go the annual meeting. Yeah which is held in a football stadium in Omaha, is it? Yeah, the, I've been to eight. Yeah. Uh, this year, it was in the same football stadium with just Warren on his own. It was very sad. Right, okay. But you can watch it on Yahoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Charlie Munger is his Well, he wasn't uh, there, though. He, he, lives yeah. in, he's down, he lives in California. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. Would, you, would you buy it? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a shareholder. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, I bought it every year up until about two years ago. Right. Uh, now, that what the main returns that I've received out of it of late have been because of the Australian dollar right. uh, depreciation. Okay. You know, so if you took that out, it's yeah. only been, I mean, if anything, he's been underperforming the index over there of late. And that's typical because the way he works is he builds up cash and he won't invest it unless he can get what he thinks is a decent return on it. Yeah. And if he can't get a decent return, he won't buy anything. He doesn't work on relative value. Yeah. So yeah. he's currently got over 140 billion in cash. So uh, he should be able to deploy it, assuming what we're experiencing at the moment is a dead cat bounce, which yeah. I think it is, yeah. and the market goes down a lot further, he will then start deploying okay. it. He hasn't yet. Right, okay. So now if it doesn't, and it keeps going up, well, then he's going to keep underperforming the market. But the way it works is he then buys cheap, and then over the next few years when the market comes back, his returns are outstanding. Right, okay. But he's done 21% compound for 50, 54 years. Right. That's his average okay. return. Wow. All right. Gary? Yeah, no, it's interesting because obviously uh, Buffett's been getting a lot of uh, negative press um, in the last sort of three to six months. They obviously sold the airline stocks out at the low um, and to the point where like a lot of traders are posting stuff online now, you know, telling people how good they are and how much better they are than, than Buffett. So all the classic sort of signs of a bubble, you might sort of say. And uh, so, so at the moment here, I mean, uh, I think it's uh, the share price um, that of the B class has gone from the high of 346 down to 263. So it's had a fair pullback here and pretty much was at a low yesterday. So that tells you um, mm. that the, you know, the, the share price is in decline. So I think at the moment I had a look there, it's trading um, under 1.1 times its book value. I think yeah. it's averaged around between 1.4 and 1.6. It's only really traded below 1. When Buffett himself said if, if it ever traded below 1.2, He'd be he'd be buying stock aggressively. So at the moment it's like one point one. So uh, yeah. 
So it's probably, I know if you guys have sort of uh, been talking about the last few days, just um, how cheap it is. Obviously, he's got hordes of cash there. Just yeah. probably a bit of negative sentiment there just because Buffett's made a few wrong moves here in the last few months. Um, but I'm, I'm sure other people have made a few wrong moves as well. Yeah. So, he so won't he's be human. His own, but. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, basically, what he used to do at the AGMs was uh, start off by telling the, what he did wrong for the year. Right. And there was one year I went, I remember they bought a company that had massive derivative contracts in uh, oil and gas. And uh, they were on the wrong side of it because yeah. it was before fracking and yeah. they didn't know the prices were going to crash. And uh, he said you know, he would have done the, the best thing he could have done for all the shareholders would have been to stay home and not step foot in the office <laughs> that year. Yeah, so he's honest. He's a character. He's oh, one fantastic. of the great fantastic. investors yeah. of the world. So, uh, so a yes for Berkshire Hathaway yeah. uh, for you, Sophie, on that. Uh, run out of time. Uh, Gary, really appreciate your time from Novus Capital. Great to Thank see you. you. Mark Morland, always great to see you great. as well you, from Team Invest. Just to uh, recap the last uh, five, Rural Funds Group, no. Tyro uh, Payments, good company, done, done a great job, but a no at this price. Uh, Advanced Nanotech, uh, yes from Mark, a watch from Gary. Nearmap, a soft buy from, uh, from Gary, a no from, uh, from Mark. And Berkshire Hathaway, well, it's sort of trading right on its lows at the moment and he's got plenty of cash. So uh, a yes from Mark and Gary on that. If you want to send uh, uh, any suggestions for us to cover on the call, do so by emailing the call at ausbiz.com.au or through Twitter, our handle is ausbiztv. 